past. Hello everyone and welcome to episode one of the Batman Universe podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on in the Batman Universe. So let's start off. Since this is episode one, I'm sure you're asking yourself, you know, maybe you're asking yourself, you know, what what is he gonna cover? What what characters are he's, is he gonna cover? What's it what's the benefit of me even listening to this podcast? Well, let me start off by saying I'll tell you exactly uh, what the benefit is. I'm not going to tell you anything you can't find out on your own. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, why would he say something like that? Well, the truth of it is, I don't. I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing the listeners a favor. I'm. I'm compiling all of the information about Batman into one little thing where you can listen to. You don't have to go searching online for it. You don't have to, you know, stay up to odd hours of the night, you know, looking around forever trying to find anything. I'm going to tell you everything. Now the question is, what am I going to tell you? So what am I going to cover? I'm going to cover everything having to do with any Batman comic. You know, that means any Batman comic. I'm going to cover old, new, you know, ones that are going to be coming out. Uh, I'm going to be covering, you know, specific, you know, movie news, comic news, TV news, book news, toy news, general news, basically anything. And you're probably saying, you know, wow, that's a lot of cover. You know, how, how does he get all that information? Well, the reason why, you know, I don't, I'm not always going to have information for, you know, toy news because it's not every day that they announce they're going to put out a new Batman action figure but I'm going to let you know if I find out they are I'll let you know so that way you know if you want to go get it you can pick it up uh, movie news specifically we've got the Dark Knight coming out this summer so because of that everyone you know just to build the hype about it everyone wants to know what's going on you know you know what's going to happen what's going to happen and as much as everyone wants to sit back and say i don't want to know what's going on i don't want to know what's going on before i go see it you want to know some now i'm never going to tell you anything that you're not going to find or you know that's going to give anything away i'm not going to sit there and say oh i found out today that you know uh catwoman's going to be in the dark night you know first of all let me just confirm that is not true that not, that's not happening but I'm not going to tell you that, and if I was going to say anything that could possibly be a spoiler, I'll let you know so that way you can fast forward, so that you don't, so that things don't get ruined for you. Because the best experience is going to be is when you go to that theater and watch The Dark Knight this summer and just be amazed by how great it is. So we're also going to do anything having to do with the comics. Now you're probably thinking, you know, is he going to cover, you know, Huntress? Because she's in the Batman universe, yes. The people I'm going to cover is basically anybody who has anything to do somehow linked to Batman. And when I say linked, I mean obviously you've got Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl. Okay, Azrael, he's not around anymore, but you know he was the, he he's still linked to Batman. Uh, Batgirl, I think I already said that. But Batgirl, you know she's not around either, but she's still linked to Batman. So if something comes up. Like a year one series or something like that. We at least I, uh, any Batman villains, and I mean the list for those guys goes on and on and on. That could just go on forever, as well as Oracle, Huntress, Black Canary, be, because you know they're birds of prey, but they're still located out of Gotham, which is in the Batman universe. So, anyway, 
let's get right into the movie news. Oh, one thing I gotta say is the reason why I wanted to start this podcast was because um, a couple weeks ago I, st- I started to look into the podcast stuff and I'm a huge Batman fan. You know, I have almost every single Batman TV series on DVD that they've put out. You know, I have all the movies. I've got an extensive comic book collection. I've got action figures. You know, some people may say I'm a geek or a nerd. That's cool by me. I really don't care. But the truth of the matter is, I'm a huge fan. And a couple weeks ago, I started to get into, you know, podcasts and just happened to type in Batman. And to my surprise, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, I can find a thousand podcasts about, you know, some of the craziest things. How to cook a turkey, you know. But I can't find anything really solid about Batman. There is a couple out there. One of them that, you know, I kind of liked, but still had a couple little issues with, was the Dark Knight podcast. And one of the things that was ran by uh, Zalk Elfley. But the problem with that one is that I'm not, you know, I, I don't know exactly, you know, the story. So I'm not going to sit here and bash the podcast or anything like that. But he did, the first couple he did, they were all right. They had, you know, they had problems, but everyone has problems. I'm sure I'll have problems. And if I do have problems, you can email me, batmanuniversepodcast at yahoo.com, no spaces. Because I'm sure everyone will have their problems. But... The problem with his was that some of it was inconsistent and he didn't always have the material that he could have had, you know, and a lot of people, and he even said in the very last episode he did, was that a lot of people thought he was unprepared. Now I hope that, you know, I come to this a lot more prepared so that, you know, you don't get the impression that I'm just winging this whole thing. So I, I do prep. And I do do research online, otherwise there's no way in heck I'd ever have all these all this information for this podcast. So, one of the things he did that I really liked, though, was that he took the comic books that were currently out and he did reviews on them. Now, what I'm going to take a little step further, what I'm going to do is, he just did the Batman comics, you know, Confidential, the series, and Detective Comics. I'm going to take a little step further. I'm going to obviously, because I'm doing the universe, not just Batman, you know, we're going to do every comic. You know, my list for today consists of, you know, there's a Black Canary comic. I got Nightwing Robin. You know, it's going to include everything. So, we're going to do, I'm going to do reviews on those comics as well as, oh, and then we're going to, I'm going to tell you what's coming out, what's currently on newsstands, what's going to be in newsstands. In the next two weeks, this podcast I'm going to run it. I'm going to do a new episode every every two weeks, and uh, once we do the episodes, uh, you know, feel free to download them. Let me know how you feel. I also have uh, we also have a website. It's ran out of Podomatic.com, Podomatic.com, and it's the same exact thing. Batman Universe Podcast, and we're going to run out of that. We're going to run out of that for now. We might move somewhere else, but for now, that's where we're going to run out of. And like I said, if you have any problems or questions or complaints or uh, comments, you know, praises, I don't know, anything like that, you can always email me, batmanuniversepodcast at yahoo.com, and let me know what you think. So another thing we're going to do is uh, Forgotten Villain, which is basically, you know, we've got 70 years of Batman comics and... 
a lot of people when they refer to you know the rogues gallery of batman which is one of the biggest rogues i think it's the biggest rogues gallery out of any comic book hero ever i mean that's to include marvel dc you know dark horse er, you know everything it i'm pretty sure they have the biggest he has the biggest rogues gallery and because he has the biggest rogues gallery there's a lot of characters that made an appearance here made an appearance there and a lot of people don't even know about you. You may know about him if you're a huge fan, and you may not. And even if you do know about him, you might not know their entire origin or, you know, the detailed information that I'm going to provide for you guys. So, another thing we're going to do is topic of discussion. Topic of discussion, and we're going to run as anything that people email me about, we're gonna, I'm going to bring it up. You know, if you want to talk about the original Batman with jack nicholson compared to the dark knight with heath ledger as the joker we could talk about that you want to talk about uh you know batman the animated series volume one episode five we could talk about that i want we can talk about that anything that you want to talk about just email me and we can talk about it so anyway you know now that we've gone almost 10 minutes and i haven't even talked anything about I just told you what we're going to be doing. Let's jump into movie news. So, I'm not sure how many of you went and saw I Am Legend. Uh, I'm sure if you follow some of the Batman news on the different websites, you would have known that I Am Legend was rolling the Batman trailer right before. They were partnering, partnering the Batman trailer, the new one, right before I Am Legend. And I went and saw it. The trailer was good. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. They got it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure uh, Apple has it, so you can put it on your iPod. Uh, they've got it on MySpace. Anywhere, I mean, you type in it on Google, and you'll probably hit like 60 million websites for that video. But you need to see it, and let me know what you think of it. Because I thought it was great, and I'm really looking forward to that movie coming out. But when I saw it on I Am Legend, I, you know, I, I went to see the... I went to see I'm Legend, but I, you know, I really, because I'm a huge fan of Batman, wanted to go see the trailer, and I knew that was the first place I could go see it. And when I saw the trailer, I was extremely, extremely thrilled because, you know, anything... The first images of Heath Ledger kind of had me question, you know, the bubbled scar. You know, is that going to work? Is it not going to work? But when I saw the trailer, the trailer really made me think it's going to work because they're not portraying Joker as the campy, ha, 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 I'm so funny and I'm a clown who just, you know, occasionally kills somebody. The Joker that they're portraying in this movie, he's a vicious psychological sociopath. He just wants to, you know, screw everything up. He wants to kill people and that's just what he does. And that's what Joker really is. Uh, it got lost. You know, I was doing some research online, and that's the way the Joker originally was. But then during World War II, when they were putting out the comics, they had to turn him a little more campy because they didn't want the comics to portray it as, you know, him being this, you know, sociopath killer. So, anyway, I'm, I'm getting way off track. Let's go to the I Am Legend thing I was going to tell you about. Now, if you went and saw I Am Legend... You might have noticed a little Easter egg in the very towards the beginning of the movie. Uh, there, when Will Smith is hunting a deer, he walks through the deserted Times Square. Now, obviously, if you live in Times Square or have ever seen Times Square online or on TV, you know that Times Square is just littered with billboards everywhere. 
Well, in I Am Legend, they had a billboard of Batman versus Superman. You know, the big Batman signal with the Superman symbol in the middle. So a lot of people, you know, it was meant as a joke, but a lot of people were like, hmm, I wonder if this movie is going to be in, is in development or not. Well, writer-producer Akiva Goldsman, you know, writer-producer of I Am Legend, he also, he was a writer on uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. He, he decided, he, well, he meant it as a joke. But, you know, like I said, some people were thinking, does it mean more than that? So, in the movie, even though it's 2012, uh, you know, at, when Will Smith is hunting that deer, the virus hit in 2009. So, when Goldsman wrote the movie, he was wondering about what movies could possibly come to theaters in 2009. Obviously, he wrote this movie not 2008, 2007. He probably wrote it back in 2006, maybe even earlier than that. But, you know, he wouldn't have had any idea, even though this movie comes out late 2007, he wouldn't have had any idea what movies were going to be coming out. So he had to, he kind of just threw something together. Um, he threw it in there thinking that, you know, that movie could possibly be enthroned because he was once attached to a real Batman versus Superman movie, but the script never got the green light by Warner Brothers. So that's probably not going to happen. Also, it's just a little another another little Easter egg that doesn't necessarily super pertain to Batman. Uh, when Will Smith is in the video store, you see a fake Green Lantern and a Teen Titan poster. So, all right. The next thing we got is Warner Brothers released a new synopsis for The Dark Knight, and it is follows: Christian Bale once again embodies the man behind the mask in The Dark Knight. The film reunites Bale with director Christopher Nolan and takes Batman across the world in his quest to fight a growing criminal threat. With the help of Lieutenant Jim Gordon, played by Gary Oldman, and District Attorney Harvey Dent, Aaron Eckhart, Batman has been making headway against local crime until a rising criminal mastermind known as The Joker, played by Heath Ledger, unleashes a fresh reign of chaos across Gotham City. To stop this devious new menace, Batman, Batman's most personal and vicious enemy yet, he will have to use every high-tech weapon in his arsenal to confront everything he believes. You know, okay, and that's the end. But, you know, you listen to that, you're, well, you, know, you listen or you read it, either way, and it's just, it, it, it's real good synopsis. It basically says everything that it needs to say. It doesn't say too much, and it doesn't say too little. Uh, so, that's that. Alright, a lot of people are, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of hype about, you know, is Two-Face going to be in the movie, and my personal opinion, I don't think he's going to be a villain in the movie, I think they're going to just maybe make a little segue so that he can appear in another movie, but those of you who know <clears throat> the Batman's, uh, well, you know, the legends of, you know, the, the story basis of a lot of the Batman, of the Batman comics, you know that... Two faces uh, when he, you know he's got a slip he's got a split personality <clears throat> he's got a split personality and he's in court trying to prosecute a mob boss. Well, the mob boss is name is Salvatore Moroni. Okay, and the Salvatore Moroni is actually going to be in this movie. He's being played by Eric Roberts, and Bad Taste was able to speak with actor. 
Eric Roberts about his role in The Dark Knight and the movie itself. And here's the interview. So I'm just going to read you the interview real quick so you can kind of get an idea. Question. Can you talk about your role in The Dark Knight? Is it true that you're going to portray boss Salvatore Moroni? Answer. Yes, I'm portraying Salvatore Moroni, but Christopher, director Christopher Nolan chose not to stay entirely true to the comic book version of Moroni. Question. Did you know Sal Moroni was portrayed by Dennis Palladino in Batman Forever? Answer. I didn't watch Dennis with that in mind, but I now, but now I will, so I can see the differences. I only saw Batman Forever when it first came out. Question. Did you read any Batman comics before filming? Are you a Batman fan? Answer. I am a moderate Batman fan and a moderate reader of comics. I really like Michael Keaton in the Batman role. I liked his dry humor and how tormented he seemed. Question. How did he... How did your casting happen? Did you contact the casting director of the movie or did he contact you? Answer. The direct... The casting director of the movie was in contact with ICM, my agency. I'm not sure which one of them in, initiated the call, but I had to meet with an audition for the director. Plus, we showed them the film from Heroes and other movies of mine, especially ones where I've played Italian-American Mafia guys. Question. When did you film your scenes? Answer. We shot between May and October 2007 in Chicago and the UK. Question. How is director Christopher Nolan on set? Chris. Answer. Chris was communicative and empathetic, but also very much a leader. Question. And have you seen the scenes from the movie yet? Answer. Have not seen any scenes. I felt we were doing some interesting stuff. Question. What do you think about Heath Ledger's role, the Joker? Answer. It's pretty brave to take on the Joker after Jack Nicholson. Heath was super. Question. What about your next projects? Are you going to... What about your next projects? Are you going to appear in some new movies? Answer, I've just appeared in Hollywood Dreams with Keaton Simmons, and I will be in Witless Protection with Larry the Cable Guy. And that ends it. And, you know, basically it's just talking about, you know, how he'd be into, he got into the Dark Knight. All right, and the last movie news we got is, uh, it's from Ann Thompson at Variety Magazine. And she posted an interesting thing. This was actually just a couple days ago that she posted this. And I'm just going to take a little blurb from the article that she wrote. She wrote uh, some interesting things about the Superman franchise, the Justice League movie, and the third Batman pick. And you say third, we're not even on the... We, the second one hasn't even come out. But, you know, that's that's how far we got to plan in advance. So let me just take a little bit of blurb from the article that she wrote. And it says... That movie will likely... Uh, Warners is so happy with The Dark Knight that their fondest hope is that Nolan will return to do another Batman. Which means, you know, if Warner Brothers wants Nolan to return because they like the they like the second one so much, hopefully, you know, all things work out and Nolan can return. Because even though I haven't seen the second one yet because, you know, it's not out, the first one was amazing. And I think it directly has to do with Christopher Nolan because... Seeing some of his other movies like Memento, The Prestige, you really get to thinking, you know, this this is this guy is really good. So, and then I'm just gonna do one more plug for the Dark Knight trailer. You know, you, if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it because it, it's really worth it if you go see it. All right, uh, let's move into. Well, we'll skip uh, 
I'll bring comic news up back in in the comics, but uh, having to do with TV news, the Batman, uh, the Batman, the show on the WB Kids on Saturday mornings. Um, the last episode they aired was December fifteenth, and we're, I'm still trying to find out when the next time they're going to air a new episode. But as far as I know, the show's you know there's nothing been reported that the show's canceled or anything. I'm sure they're just you know on their little Christmas hiatus that every show does. So, all right, well let's jump into book news. So there's a book coming. There's a book that came out in December called The Tales of Bat of the Batman by Tim Sale. And basically it combines the graphic novels of Batman the Long Halloween, Batman Dark Victory, and Superman for All Seasons into one book. It's a hardcover, 240 pages uh, 240 pages and they're selling it for about 30 bucks. Um, we've got Showcase presents Robin the Boy Wonder Volume One, and you're gonna have to go to DC Comics because the extent the list is really really extensive for all the comics that are in there. I'm, I'm not gonna bore you with reading them all off. Um, and then we've got they announced that in March they're coming out with Batman Chronicles Volume Five, which is going to combine. Batman 8 through 9, Detective Comics 57 through 61, and World's Finest number 4. And they're going to combine all those together into the volume. And if you if you know anything about the last couple volumes, they uh basically they're they're kind of running in order. They're taking each one and it's it's 192 pages and there it's going to be soft cover running about 14.99. And then the last one I got news about <clears throat> the the series that's currently out is the Batman Batman Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. That's the series that everyone's been talking about because it's the current series running in the comics. It's just wrapping up now. Um, on May 7th <clears throat> this year, obviously, they're going to combine <clears throat> all the stories from the this this uh, you know the Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul storyline. They're going to combine it all into uh, well, a hardcover book. It's going to be 256 pages for $29.99. Alright, so, well, let's get into the comic reviews. This I don't want to do exactly what just came out, partly because I've got subscriptions and they take two weeks to get here, and also because it gives you a chance to kind of, if you want to go get the comic, you can go get the comic without having to find out exactly what's going on, and I don't ruin everything. So... Let's just get right into it and start with the Batman Strikes. So anyway, like I was saying, let's get right into, uh, let's jump into the Batman Strikes number 40. Uh, I don't have a really good review because I don't have this comic, but I can tell you that the writer was Matthew Manning and the artist was Adam Archer. <clears throat> and the plot was... The Riddler's on the rampage trying to prove himself as the cleverest person in all of Gotham City. Can Batman outwit the Master of Riddles before Gotham burns? So, I haven't read that one, so I can't go into that one. And next we have the Nightwing number 139, which was part 6 of the Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. I've really been enjoying this crossover. There have been a few places where I felt like it could have went in a different path, but for the most part it's been real enjoyable. I think that Nightwing tie-in tie issues 
to this crossover have been some of the best with good plotting and excellent characterization by Naziria. This issue alone features some excellent writing and pacing as Nightwing fights Robin to stop him from making the choice to take Roz up on his offer. It is well understood why Dick is trying so hard to stop Tim. The arguments he uses on how he acted as a brotherly figure to Tom during the last year of his life, especially with the deaths of Stephanie, his dad, and Connor. It is really a fast-moving issue and makes I Ching one of the best comebacks in this storyline. The way he's used here, I think he should have his own one-shot. This is a great read, cover-to-cover, cover, great art by Kramer, who really knows how to portray a good fight. An excellent issue. I give it 4.5 out of 5 stars. And it may sound like I'm reading these. I, uh, I post, I post uh, my reviews online, so I'm kind of reading it from there. Um, Alright, next we have uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary, number 3. I think everyone's figured out by now that Green Arrow isn't really dead, and Black Canary is surprisingly cool for someone who just a few months ago thought she killed her new husband on their wedding night. But that's the problem with comparing superhero comics to real superhero comics to to real life. What would be major problems in our world? He's not really dead. An alien or a clone is impersonating him. Makes perfect sense in the DC world, so it's kind of hard to relate. Black Canary is undergoing a trial by combat to prove she's worthy of becoming the Amazon's new fight trainer. A, gr a group of immortal warriors who've been around for millennium can probably take care of their own their own combat training, but it got her onto the island. Chang brings draws a beautiful Athena and a fierce canary. The revelation that Green Arrow's imitator blew the plan because he was impotent. Although, with the spandex holding everything so close to the body, and it doesn't show a bulge, it's very possible. I'm, also, I'm very impressed with the stunning canary dialogue. He couldn't get his engines going, even with me, while our heroine is wearing bra panties and a garter belt. Chang keeps keeps her looking like a person. He's more concerned with expressing the emo the figure's emotion than showing off her goodies. This was the good change to previous account in Birds of Prey. And he draws damage holes in her fishnets, which not many people which they never ever show even though fishnets are so fragile. The super part I thought was when the older than dirt arrow simply outruns a whole gang of Amazons on his tail. This is then this is the killer ending though. The reunion of the main characters after the thought of one of them dead, Connor is shot and presumed dead. This would have been better if the whole book wasn't about rescuing someone who was thought to be dead. It's a bad writer's way of undercutting his own story by going for the cheap and easy shocking last page. Give the previous debates over Connor. It's disturbing to see him cho chosen as a sacrificial victim this issue. I give it three out of five stars. Right, we'll go to Birds of Prey 113. Someone is trying to muscle in on the Metropolis mob. At first glance, the thought of a 17-year-old trying to take out, take over the mafia may seem a bit out there. But Tabitha Brennan just happens to be a nut job, and she, if she wants something, she'll do anything to get it. So Barbara sends her team to, in to take her down. The only thing, the only, th only things aren't the way they seem. In a heartbeat, an entire situation sprawls out of control and brings about. Perhaps the most tragic results the birds of prey have ever encountered. This marks the first issue of Sean McKeever. McKeever's run and hits the ground running. And he hits the ground running. The tone of his book is much darker than Gail Simmons was. Sean doesn't employ the same lighthearted dialogue as she did. His is much rougher. 
The art was very good. The action flows perfectly. Everyone did a great job. I'm looking forward to more from Kiever. He's definitely going to take the birds in a new and darker direction. I give it 4 out of 5 stars. Uh, Catwoman, 74. Selena went to the calculator to find out just who was destroying her life. Little did she know that he had set up he had set her up to be captured by that same person. The man is only known as the thief and is trying to make a name for himself. And what better way to do that than by taking out Gotham's number one burglar? Naturally, Selena won't take this lying down, but she is unaware of something else. A new set of eyes have been s set on taking her out, and they just might succeed. This is another fun issue, but the one thing I enjoy most is how during every cliched moment that the villain has her and starts talking to her, once he has her down, Selena uses that moment to kick kick him in the face. Kind of reminds me of a, you know all the Bond movies. The, the villain always tells him this plan, and then that's how the villain ends up losing. The art is very good. The action season action scenes are well done. It's very fast paced and enjoyable to try to keep up. I give it four out of five. Superman, Batman, number forty four. Superman and Batman discover that the Earth has tons of kryptonite, so they go on a quest to gather it all up. This is certainly an anxious story for writer Michael Green, who has worked on Heroes on NBC. Superman and Batman's sudden determination to rid the world of kryptonite seems a bit odd. It would take months to clean up the planet, months that could be served better served fighting crime and righting wrongs. And why use Batman to help when someone more capable of heavy lifting would be more suitable? But at least both Superman and Batman are shown correctly. Their characters are well-defined, and their interactions are a lot smoother, without any of the forced conflict that many writers have thrown into their partnership. The art is a mix of stylus and scratchy. This is not bad for eye-catching dynamic scenes. This is a good first issue for this new creative team, which, show, which shows all the possibility of getting much better. Even though there were some flaws, this issue gets three and a half stars out of five. And finally, we have Detective Comics 839, which was uh, <clears throat> the very last part in The Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul, Part 7. So that ends that arc then. Ra's, uh, in Part 7, Ra's transfers his soul to another subordinate's body. This makes four body switches in the story. I found it to be a borderline comic. The Resurrection of Ra's concludes in Detective Comics 839. Though Resurrection of Roz started with Grant Morrison, it ends in 839 under the guidance of Paul Dini, longtime head writer for the old Batman the Animated Series. And back in 1993, Dini included Roz al Ghul in a few episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Those episodes were some of the series' finest. In Detective 839, though, Dini is constrained by the storyline he must adapt to. Ryan Benjamin joins usual Denny Clabber Kramer in penciling duties for 839, who injects a necessary dose of life into Kramer's static images. Battle sequences were not that good. They should be better because Batman is fighting a bunch of ninjas. Overall, I think it was kind of a letdown of the hype that I was led into in this arc. I give it two and a half stars out of five. Alright, and that brings us now, so now that we've reviewed the comics, oh, uh, by the way, those comics were, um, they were from the week of December, uh, December 12th and December 19th, so the next episode that we do, we'll do the 26th and the, what is it, the 1st? Yeah, the 1st. 
The 26th of December will do that week and the, and the 2nd of January. So that will be what we're doing next week, or next uh, episode. So this brings us to the random villain of the episode. Uh, this week we're going to do the Terrible Trio. Now, the Terrible Trio, you a lot of people might not know. Uh, if you've ever watched the car, uh, the Batman Animated Series, um, they were they did do an episode with the Terrible Trio, so some people might know of them. Uh, their first appearance was in Detective Comics 253, published in March of 1958. Um, the The character's real name is uh, were originally Warren Cawford, Armin Lidecker, Gunther Hardwick, but they've changed numerous times. Uh, a way you might be able to remember this um, a little better was the Fox, Shark, and Vulture. That they were the terrible trio. The the terrible trio were originally three famous inventors in Gotham City who saw uh, challenges by starting. You know they wanted to start something new by starting a criminal career, so they dressed up in business suits and wore cartoon masks of animals, and that's how. Well, one was a fox, one was a shark. Uh, they were recurrent foes for Batman and Robin for years, and. Recently, well, more recently, they have were going against Dr. Midnight, which is another character in the DC Universe. Really doesn't have to do a whole lot with uh, Batman. Uh, but basically, they moved out of Gotham and to Portsmouth, which is where Dr. Midnight works out of, and committed a bunch of crimes. And what ended up happening was they got caught in that series and were sentenced to a total of 800 years in prison. Uh, recently, in Detective Comics 832, uh, published in April of 07, the presume, uh, Shark was originally presumed to be deceased, and his name is now Sherman Shackley. Uh, in this issue, Fox's last name is Fisk, and Vulture's last name is Volper, though they never really said their first names. Anyway, Shark... Uh, decides that he wants to reinvent himself, fakes his own death, and attempts to murder his partners. But Batman ends up, you know, screwing that plan up and doesn't he doesn't end up killing him. So the whole trio ends up winding up in Arkham Asylum and Fox and Vulture switch their allegiance over to a character named well, his real name is Warren White. Warren White and that's the new Great White Shark. So like I was saying, they were original. They were in an episode um, of the Batman animated series, and you can find that it's the technical number is uh, episode five seven one, which if you have the DVD sets, it's volume three, episode fifteen, and it was a little different. Uh, a little different. Didn't really follow the comics like really well. It was basically three wealthy friends of Bruce Wayne's decide to take up some new thrills by becoming criminals. So so kind of similar, but not the same. And as they try to pick Gotham clean, they they realize, they try to, they, they run into Batman, basically, and they realize that they can't pay Batman off, so that's basically that. But that's the terrible trio, and uh, next time, I'm not, I haven't decided who exactly we're going to do, but if anybody wants to email me, uh, anybody they think now I'm looking when I when I when I'm saying you know forgotten villain unknown villain I'm, I'm I'm more talking like you know 
somebody who's in maybe three or four issues, somebody who's not super popular, not Joker, Ra's al Ghul, Two-Face. I'm looking for people who just are a little less known so we can, you know, bring some light to some of these characters. If you know somebody, you know, you think a lot of people wouldn't know, you know, that's what that's what we're looking for. All right, uh, basically, let's go into upcoming releases. On January 9th, we got Batman Confidential 13. We got Batman Strikes 41. Uh, the final Green Arrow Black Canary number four comes out. Nightwing 140. Uh, that Showcase Presents Robin the Boy Wonder, which was what I was telling you about earlier, that hardcover. Volume 1 is coming out, and that's it for the 9th. On the 16th, we've got Birds of Prey 114, Catwoman 75, Robin 170, and then we've got uh, Harley Quinn Preludes, Preludes and Knock Knock Jokes, which is actually going to be a <clears throat> trade paperback, which is going to consist of Harley Quinn number one through seven, which was the series from uh, 2000 to 2004. Uh, not a lot of people don't even realize that she even had a series, but you know she did. So, for topic of discussion, I'm kind of going to skip topic of discussion just today, only because you know I spent probably about 10 minutes in the very beginning talking about you know what we're going to cover in in this podcast, but we're going to skip it this time. Uh, next time. On the Batman Universe podcast, you know, we'll definitely cover, you know, movie news, TV news. If I f can find anything else out about, you know, when the Batman the show on WB Kids is going to uh, is going to start airing new episodes, I'll let you know. Uh, if any more books are announced, I'll let you know about that. Uh, but we're we're definitely going to be um, the we're definitely going to be reviewing next time. Um, Batman Confidential number 12, um, as well as Batman 672, Gotham Underground 3, and us. Uh, we already did that one, and as well as Detective Comics 840. And that's probably going to be about the one, the only ones we do next time. Um, but yeah. As for topic of discussion, depending on if I can get any emails or not, uh, we'll do that. Otherwise, we might just jump into one of the Batman... You know what? We, I, we might talk about one of the Batman serials, the early serials, uh, like the 1930 serials or something. Well, that wraps it up. That's the end of episode one. Uh, episode two, we're going to put on January 20th. And thanks for listening. This is Dustin. See you next time on the Batman Universe Podcast.